Chagigat of Chav Pei Samet number one. We're at the second line, and uh, we're sort of interjecting with a question on Beis Shammai from the Mishnah that was quoted from Adius on the previous Amud, where Beis Shammai said that an earthenware kli will protect uh, food and drink and other earthenware kli kalim inside of it from Tumas Mace, but it won't protect non-earthenware kalim inside of it from contracting the Tumas Mace. So this is a bit of a strange uh, reality, how a, uh, a kli, a vessel, can protect something inside of it from tumah, but not something else. So Tanya, the Brisa says, I'm Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua said, He said, I'm, very, I'm embarrassed by what you're saying, Beishamai. Evsha, Isha, Losha, Ba'areva. Could it be that a woman will uh, need dough in a trough? And Isha Vareva Tamein, and we're going to rule that the woman and the trough are both Tame, uh, Shiva, for seven days, or Batsak Tahar, but the dough itself will be pure. Could it be such a thing? Or Loigin Male Mashkin, if you have flasks full of uh, liquids, Loigin Tame Tumas Shiva, that we will rule that the flasks are Tame for seven days, or Mashkin Tahirin, but could we rule that the drinks, the, the beverages inside are, are Tahar? So he's basically bringing uh, examples of how ludicrous Beis Shammai's opinion seems. Now how can a kli protect something inside of it from Tumah, but not protect everything else inside of it? So So one Talmud from the students of Beis Shammai came and started engaging with Rabbi Yehoshua. And he said to him, Can I say to you the reason for Beis Shammai? I'll explain it to them. I'll explain it to you. So Amaloi, so Rabbi Yeshua says to the student, he says, yes. He says, Amor, say, say to me. So Amaloi, he says to him, Kli So he asked him a question. He says, if a, a vessel is impure, does it uh, serve as a barrier for Tumah or not? So Amaloi, he says, He says, no. If the Kli itself is Tameh, then it will not serve as a barrier. So then he says, Kli shal Amaretz. What about a vessel for, of a, that belongs to a, a, an uneducated person, an Am Ha'aretz. Tame o Tahar. Do we consider it Tame or Tahar? Pure, or impure or pure? So Amalai, he says to him, Tame. That's going to be considered impure because he's an Am Ha'aretz. So then the student says back, but if, so he says, but if you go to that Am Ha'aretz and you tell him that his Kli is considered Tame, he's not going to listen to you. Not only that, if you do tell him that his kalim, his vessels are tame, because he's an Amaretz, he's going to say to you, No, mine are tahar and yours are tame. That's what he's going to say to you. And that's the reason of Beishamai. So in other words, what the student is saying is, is he's saying like this, he's saying in reality, the, the vessel of the Amaretz is in fact impure. And therefore, everything inside of it should also be considered impure. However, the, he's not going to listen to you if you rule that way. So you're going to rule that anything which will become Tomei from Tumas Mace and therefore will have to be destroyed, like food and drink and earthenware kalim, you have to, he's sort of forcing your hand, you're going to have to tell him that it's Tahar, that it's still pure. However, the non-earthenware kalim, since there is a, a way of purging those non-earthenware kalim inside that other vessel of their tumah, 
So therefore, he is going to listen to you. You can tell him that those things inside, which are not made of earthenware, are in fact Tameh, and he won't mind because he'll just go through the process of purging them. But again, those things like the food and the beverage, that stuff that he's going to have to destroy because of a Tameh, he's not going to listen to you. So therefore, we're forced to give a sort of half-half um, ruling for him that the food and beverage and earthenware kalim inside of this earthenware kli in a house with Tumas mace are in fact tahor, um, but everything else will be tame. Once Rabbi Yeshua heard this, miyad immediately he went and he fell down on the grave of Beis Shammai, the graves of Beis Shammai. Omar, and he said, He says, I, I've, I, I questioned you, or I, asked, I answered against you, uh, bones of Beis Shammai. If the hidden matters that you ruled upon are so explained and so um, sensible, all the more so the things that you've said which are explicit are, um, are, are sensible. So Amru, loy, uh, so Amru the, the, the rabbi said about Rabbi uh, Yoshua that Kol Yomav Hushkru Shinov Mipnei that for his whole life his teeth were blackened because he would fast so much. He would undergo so many fasts because of the, uh, the slighting that he'd uh, transgressed against Beis Shammai. Now, back to what we're really bringing this whole case for. Katoni Mihas Lecha Veloi what Beis Shammai did say to Beis Hillel was that, that the, the, the strict ruling that we have to give in this case of the, of the, of the Tumas Mace is because this Am Ha'aretz um, is not, we're not just ruling for his own vessels, we're ruling for your vessels as well. Why? Because this Am Ha'aretz is going to lend his vessels to you. Now, Alma, if, apparently, that we do in fact borrow from an Ama'aretz, or that Chaveirim, that scrupulous people, do in fact borrow from an Ama'aretz. That being the case, why are we lenient with regards to the law of immerse, immersing one vessel inside of another vessel for purity when it comes to Truma? If we do in fact borrow vessels from an Ama'aretz, we should be very wor- worried that they are going to immerse one vessel in another vessel, which is no good, and therefore, when we borrow them, we're using vessels which are not on the correct level of purity for truma. So the Gemara says, Ki shaililin minayhu, when, we, when chaverim borrow from an ama'aretz, mat belinin lahu, they mik for them. Whenever they borrow a vessel from an ama'aretz, they, they toivel it correctly, they immerse it correctly. So therefore, there's no problem. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's the case, so if that's the case, why didn't Beis Hillel answer back to Beis Shammai when Beis Shammai was saying, we have to give this ruling because you, you know, Chaveirim are going to borrow this Amaretz Kli. Why didn't Beis Hillel just say back to Beis Shammai like we just answered? Well, it doesn't really make a difference because when the Chaver borrows this Kli from the Amaretz, he'll immerse it. So the Gemara answers, Tomei meis boy hazor gimel v'zayin. He says, because that Mishnah was talking about a case where the vessels would contract Tumas Mace. And Tumas Mace requires a sprinkling of, of, of the water on the third and the seventh day. So therefore, there's, an, uh, there's a whole seven-day purification procedure for this vessel. And uh, a vessel for seven days... 
people don't usually borrow. So since the regular time for borrowing a vessel is less than seven days, therefore in this case it wouldn't help that we're going to purify the vessel ourselves when we borrow it from an Amaharetz, because we won't be borrowing it for enough time. So therefore that's why Beishama gave the ruling that they gave in the case of Tumas Mace with the vessels, um, but in other cases we wouldn't really be worried about the, uh, the ineffective immersion of an Amaharetz when we borrow their vessels because we will immerse them ourselves. So the Gemara now says, Is an Amaharetz not believed um, to say that he immersed his vessels himself? Vahotanya, the Brisa tells us, That an Amaharetz is in fact believed for uh, immersion to purify from Tumas Mace. So why are we saying that the Amaharetz is in fact not believed? So Amar Abai says, Loi kasha. He says, there's no difficulty. There's a difference if he's testifying that he immersed himself f- uh, to purify himself from Tumas Mace or whether he immersed his vessels to purify them from Tumas Mace. Um, if he says that he himself is pure from tum- Tumas Mace, we believe him. But if he says that about his vessels, we do not believe him. Rava Omar, Rava says, a different answer. They're both actually, both rulings are talking about his vessels. In one case we believe him, in the other case we don't believe him. Um, but there's no difficulty. In the one case where we believe him is where he says, I never ever immersed my vessels one inside of the other. For And the other case where we do not believe him is where he says, I did... Um, submerge them. Meaning, I did immerse um, one vessel inside of another, but I did make sure that the outer vessel had an opening in it larger than the the hanoid, the the tube of the drinking sack, um, thereby rendering the tevila, the the immersion, halachically effective. But in such a case, we don't believe him because. If he'd said that he'd never ever done it in an incorrect way, we believe him. If he says he did it in an incorrect way, but he made sure that it was still somewhat correct, then we don't believe him. So just to summarize, we said that the, the reason why we are lenient with regards to the uh, allowing an Amaharetz to immerse a vessel inside of another vessel for Truma, even though we uh, might end up, Haveri might end up borrowing the vessel from him, is because we will immerse it again ourselves. Um, and the reason why that answer didn't work in the Mishnah regarding Tumas Mace is because people don't usually borrow a vessel for the full seven days, and Tumas Mace requires a seven-day purification. That's why we had to give a stricter ruling in that regard. Um, we did ask, uh, is an Amaharetz believed to have uh, immersed his vessels or not? According to Abaya, he is not. He's believed to have purified himself from Tumas Mace, but not his vessels. According to Rava, he is believed, but that's only if he says he's kept all of the stringencies and he's never ever immersed a vessel inside of another vessel. But if he says, I have immersed a vessel inside of another vessel, but I made sure that the halacha was kept, that the inner, uh, inside the vessel would serve as, a, as a, an effective immersion, that, uh, in, that su- in such a case, Rava says he is not believed.